welcome to Defrosting True Crime, the show about cold cases from your area that have never been solved. Today's case is about a senior in high school who, just like you and I, was excited for prom, graduation, and soon college. Maura Holly Brannigan was found dead on her kitchen floor on March 28, 1979, at 6.30 p.m., at only the age of 18. It was a spring afternoon in the town of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Maura Brennigan, who went by the nickname Holly, was planning to have a fun night out with her friends at a local pizza shop. 4.40 p.m. Holly is on the phone with her close friend. She ended the call with, Someone is at the door. I'll have to call you back. During the front door, Holly had tried reaching her father to say goodbye before he left on a business trip to New Jersey, but his secretary informed her that he had already left. It is now 4.45 p.m. This would be the last person Holly would speak to before her untimely death. Holly Bringenton was 18 years old and a senior at Freedom High School. She had a brother named Sean who worked at the local service shop, as well as a father who worked part-time at Lone Star. Her mother had unfortunately passed away three years prior to the accident due to a long battle with leukemia. Holly lived in the wooded, secluded area of Bethlehem, somewhere where no one would be able to hear you if you were screaming for your life, just like what happened on March 28th. It is now 5 p.m. Holly's friend attempts to call Holly back, but there is no answer. 6 p.m. Holly's friend goes to her house and rings the doorbell multiple times, bangs on the window, as well as the door, and still gets no answer. After a few minutes, she decides to leave. Eleven hours have passed. There has been no word or sign from Holly. and is now 7 a.m. Holly would usually hitch a ride from her friend Brenda at this time. Brenda arrives to Holly's house on schedule, but Brenda got no response from Holly. Brenda honked on her horn, knocked on the door. She even tried to look inside to see if anyone was there, but the only attention she had gained was from the family dog. Brenda was concerned by the abnormal amount of barking coming from the Brennigan family dog, so she decides to walk around to the back of the house and peek into the kitchen from where the dog was barking from. Brenda had then seen something horrendous, something she could never unsee. Brenda ran back to her car, not sure exactly what she just saw, but she knew it was nothing good. By the time police arrived on scene, it has now been 18 hours since Holly's death. Her murder was staged as if it was an accident. 
but after an autopsy report, it was clearly no accident. When the police had gotten back Holly's autopsy report, they had found that 15 of the 18 stab wounds were very serious wounds to the back, and two of those wounds were defensive from trying to ward off the knife, so clearly this was no accident. The attack was found to be so violent that the knife used to murder her was found broken off from the handle in her back by the time police had found her. Police are now trying to find out what had happened to Holly. The crime scene was staged to be an accident, but clearly this was no accident. All the police have is a murder weapon and a cleaned up crime scene. Whoever did this intended to make it look like an accident and had clearly put a lot of thought into it. The police started to break down all the evidence they had, from the interviews, physical evidence, to see what they had. And the first clue they found out to getting closer to finding out who did this was through the family dog. If the dog was in the house at the time of the murder, clearly the dog would have tried to protect Holly. Therefore, the dog couldn't have been in the house. That dog would have sent something was wrong in the house and came to the aid of anyone in the family. Any dog can be vicious and evil when trying to protect their loved ones. But there's always two sides to every theory. And what if the dog was in the house, but never attacked because he knew the attacker? What if, when Brenda came to the house, she intended to find the barking cocker spaniel? DNA is also a large portion of solving a crime. The police had sent the murder weapon as well as Holly's clothing to a DNA specialist. But unfortunately, the results came back inconclusive. This means all the fingerprints and blood at the crime scene were all Holly's. There is one final piece of evidence that could take us one step closer to finding the killer. And that is Holly's phone. If you recall from the beginning of the story, Holly was on her phone talking to her friend and said she would call her back and never was able to. Well, what happened to that phone? Through some further investigation, there was only one person's cell phone records that seemed quite suspicious. Not Holly's, but her brother Sean's. It soon became very clear that it wasn't someone unfamiliar who killed Holly, but someone who knew her personally. Someone who knew that Holly would be the only person home at that exact time of day. Someone who knew how much time it would be until someone would arrive at the house 
so they could plan out just how long it would take for them to perform such a heinous crime. The police had a long list of suspects and a very short list of evidence. The police had tried interviewing many people, many of Holly's friends, neighbors, but none of them would talk. That only gave further suspicion to police on who could have done this crime. But the police weren't so public with their information either. To this day, we still do not know the last person who was called from Holly's cell phone that day. All we know is that there was a phone call made somewhere around the time of the attack, but we will never know to who. The police also wouldn't release any of the interviews they had with Holly's friends. It seems that everyone in this town has remained a little private about the situation. And my question is why, unless you have something to hide. I pay my respects to Holly and her family, and that hopefully one day we can find her killer and she will finally rest in peace. We still have the same suspicions today as we did back in 1979. Was it her brother Sean? Maybe her friend Brenda? Or was it the person who was supposedly at the front door that may have ended Holly's life? We can only hope for a better future. Thank you for listening and tune in next time.